thank you for listening to the podcasts from Life Central Church. For more information or to visit one of our locations, go to lifecentralchurch.org.uk. Who would have ever thought at the start of 2020 that we would be having a COVID Christmas? No one thought it, no one imagined it, and certainly no one hoped for it. In fact, when it comes to Christmas, I think we hope for a white Christmas. But what we've got this year is a COVID Christmas. And I know and we know, guys, that with this weekend and with the announcement yesterday from the Prime Minister, you know, for many of us, it was hard enough thinking about this next week. And now with the news yesterday of of what that means for us and for our families, it's so difficult and it's so hard to look for hope in this COVID Christmas. But we want to say hope is here. And you know, the interesting thing is there is no one that hopes more at Christmas time than children. And I love the anticipation and the expectation that kids have. In fact, yesterday when we had the grotto here and families in their cars driving up to see Santa and the look on the kids' faces as they saw Santa, it was so magical. And and I get really uh, intrigued and kind of uh, giggle a little bit at some of the letters that kids write to Santa and the hope that's expressed in those letters. Let me just show you a few of them. Here's, Here's the first one. This kid says, bring a pony. You better bring a pony this year or there will be consequences. Very challenging, forceful child there. This other one says, I want an order of French fries, a computer and a chicken nugget. Very specific. And then this third one, I've been trying to be a good boy, haven't we all? But I would like a remote control truck with a ramp. Please make my brother Robert nicer and bring him back when he is nicer. But this is my favourite from Jennifer, age 10, who's a very direct young lady. And she says this, I think you are a fat man because Mrs. Claus says that. And so I'm not leaving you any cookies or or any milk this year because you're fat. In fact, you need to lose weight. She goes on to say this. That's why this year I'm leaving you vegetables with extra skimmed milk. Love, Jennifer, age 10. (laughs) You know, these kids have hope and they have expectations. But I don't know about you, but it's not just kids that need hope. This year, more than ever, we all need hope. It's so hard, isn't it, to find hope and to see light when there seems so much difficulty and darkness. Bishop Desmond Tutu said this, hope is being able to see that there is light despite all of the darkness. And you know, in 2020, we have seen some moments of light. We have seen some hope. You saw some on the the song, the last song there, that you're here. You know, you saw Captain Tom walking and raising 33 million pounds for the NHS and how you and I went out on Thursday nights, I guess, and clapped the NHS at the end of our drives and engaged with our neighbours and and during this whole situation, discovered things like walks, you know, around us and things that we'd never seen before and and the good news in the last few days or, or weeks of a vaccine on its way. And you know, that's why we as a church, we are passionate about sharing hope, even in the dark and difficult days that we've experienced these last few months. And so you heard about the grotto yesterday and and you guys, Life Central Church, you gave over 2,700 gifts to kids across our area. You gave out over three tonnes of food to 50 vulnerable families that we're going to feed over the next 14 days. These are great signs of hope despite all of the darkness. You see, hope has to deal with the reality of life. It has to deal with the pain. It has to deal with the disappointment. It has to deal with the disillusionment. If it doesn't deal with the reality, all it ends up becoming is hype. 
And we don't need hype at Christmas. We don't need hype at all. We need hope. You know, even with Christmas, there's a lot of hype around Christmas, isn't there? You know, if we just had a little bit more tinsel, if we just had a, a, a few more elves and some more snow machines and, you know, all of that stuff. And all of that's great. And we all love all of that. But that's a little bit of hype. It's not hope. We desperately, desperately need hope. About 150 or so years ago, in 1863 actually, an American called Henry Longfellow, he sat down and wrote a poem called Carol of the Bells, which became a carol. And here's the thing, he was not looking for hype, he was looking for hope. He was in personal and in national darkness and crisis. Two years earlier, his wife had died in a fire in their kitchen. And then the civil war broke out and his eldest son Charles went off to fight and was shot and wounded and almost came within inches of being paralysed. Henry went along and, and fetched his son home and there at home as a 57-year-old widower bringing up six children, he sat down in the midst of his own personal darkness and his, the national darkness of civil war and he wrote this poem, Carol of the Bells, looking desperately for hope. But it's a gritty poem, it really is. It is there's no hype in it at all. In fact, one of the verses, it says this, And in despair I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth, I said, for hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. He's not looking for hype, he's looking for hope. And you know, we want to say to you guys, whenever and wherever you are watching this, whether you say you're a Christian or not, we believe that what we celebrate at Christmas, the reality, the first Christmas story is hope because hope is here. That's what the whole Christmas story is about. You see, what we've got to do is to understand that actually if we don't deal with this, if we don't look at it, we'll never really understand that hope is actually here. That's what we celebrate at Christmas. One of my favourite stories uh, about Christmas is a story from World War II where a soldier goes off to war and he says to his, his wife and his young son, I'll be home soon. And every night the, 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 the mother puts the, the lad to bed and there's a photo frame of, of the father of, of her husband. And they kiss that photo frame every night. And, and she says to the little lad, one day your daddy will be home. And the little lad says one night, mommy, wouldn't it be great if daddy would just step out of the photo frame? In other words, I've heard you say that he's coming. That's hope, but I want him here. And hundreds of years before Jesus was born, the prophets in the Old Testament, that's the first part of the Bible, they prophesied, they spoke about the coming of the Messiah, that God would send someone to bring hope to the earth. So hope was always in the air. The problem is the longer you wait for it, the harder it is. And yet when Jesus came, when he was born 3,000 miles from here, 2,000 um, miles from here, 2,000 years ago, in that stable to that teenage girl, Mary and Joseph, when Jesus was born, hope came here. God stepped out of the photo frame. That's what Christmas is all about. And why did Jesus do that? Let me just give you three big ideas for you to think about this evening or wherever you're watching it. Number one, I think Jesus stepped out of the photo frame to erase the wrong ideas we all have about God. You know, many people say to me, I don't believe in God. And then I say, well, describe this God that you say you don't believe in. And they, they describe who they think God is. And then I say, I don't believe in that God either. 
You see, the reality is we all have wrong ideas about who God is. We see him as the big old guy in the sky or the policeman, the cosmic policeman, or the, uh, the, the, like a little bit like a lion, the witch in the wardrobe or Lord of the Rings or, you know, myth and a fairy tale and a legend that that's not God. You see, Jesus says, when you've seen me, you've seen God. You see, God didn't want to just shout at us from the sky. God sent himself in the form of his son. He stepped out of the photo frame so we could see what he was really like. And when you see Jesus, you see the most compassionate, courageous, strong and yet tender man who's ever walked on the planet. In fact, he only kind of walked on the planet in terms of teaching people for three years. And yet in those three years, he changed the world. And a guy that saw him in the flesh, a guy called John, he writes this in John chapter 1, the Word, which is another name for Jesus, the Word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighbourhood. We saw the glory with our own eyes, the one of a kind glory, like father, like son, generous inside and out, true from start to finish. John would say that when you see Jesus, you see that God is here. Hope is here. So Jesus stepped out of the photo frame to erase the wrong ideas we have about God, but secondly, to express the love of God for us. You know, over these next few days, I don't know whether any of you will be able to go out to the shops, you know, depending on what tier you're in and how all that works out, or maybe you go online, but you know, these next few days, we'll all go, we usually all go a little bit crazy buying presents. And on the average Christmas, we spend two and a half billion pounds on unwanted gifts and wasted and discarded food. Why do we do that? I read this many years ago. Probably the reason we all go haywire at Christmas with endless unrestrained, often silly buying of gifts is that we don't quite know how to put our love into words. Some years ago, Ikea ran an advert where they asked some kids to write a letter to Santa and then a letter to their parents and they got to choose which letter they would send. Many of the kids sent the letter to their parents and, and, and the advert shows the parents with tears running down their cheeks while they're reading the letters from their kids because their kids are not asking for more stuff. I know that's hard to believe, some of you parents. They were genuinely asking for things like this. Could we spend more time together? Could we talk? Could we watch movies together? Could we hang out? Could we do something together? And you see, here's the thing. We don't know how to express our love, so we just buy stuff. There's a better way to express our love than just buy stuff. And God, you know, he didn't want to just buy us. He gave himself. He gave himself to express his love for us. Again, John puts it like this in John 3 verse 16. For this is how much God loved the world. He gave his one and only unique son as a gift. So now everyone who believes in him will never perish, but experience everlasting life. God, you're here. When Jesus stepped out of the photo frame onto the stage of human history, it was God saying, now hope is here. It's Jesus. And the third reason is this. Jesus stepped out of the photo frame to enable us to know God for ourselves, to have a relationship with Him and for that to impact our lives. When I was a kid, I um, was often given to eat, uh, I'm sure some of you remember this, Heinz Spaghetti Alphabet. Do you remember that? Where all these little letters and you like, you know, you got like words and you make some words like supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. No, I didn't do that word with spaghetti, honestly. Uh, and, and you know, I thought as a kid, this is the best Italian food ever. 
Heinz spaghetti hoops. And then when I grew up, I went to Italy and a few years ago, me and my wife and some friends, we went on an amazing trip through Tuscany to Rome and then on to Sicily. We ate loads of Italian food. Now, if I had stayed as a child thinking Heinz spaghetti alphabet, that's the best Italian food, I'd have been very disappointed, wouldn't I? But here's the truth. You know, you see your life, your life, you might say, hey, my life is fine at the moment. And that's great. But God wants to come into our life to actually make it better than it is. So your life might be really tough right now and you know that you need God. But it may be you think, well, I don't really need God. But God wants to come in and help our lives to get better. And you see, that's the thing. Hope is here. Ultimately, not just because Jesus is here, but actually because now we can have a relationship with Him. And that means that there's help available for you and for me. And when we accept this hope, when we receive Jesus into our life, when we give our lives to God, help comes here into our lives. And this is how He wants to help us. Guys, He wants to help us with the big issues of life, like death and loneliness and and grief and loss and all that. But He wants to also help us with the challenging issues of life that come to all of us. Like how do, we, how do we live in a pandemic and how do we deal with the mental health and anxiety and how do we deal with the uh, purpose that we look for and meaning that we look for. But he also wants to help us with the small things in life as well. What I love about God is there is nothing too small for God and there's nothing too big. And so I want to say whether you say, hey, my life's great or whether you know right now that your life isn't great, God has help for you. God has help to make your great life even greater or your struggling life better. You see, that's the good news. That's the hope that we each and every single one of us have. And I want to say to all of you right now, you know, I heard somebody on the news yesterday say, Christmas is cancelled. Christmas is not cancelled. Christmas is disrupted. Christmas is difficult this year. Christmas is painful this year in loads of ways, but it's not cancelled. Help is here. Hope is here because Jesus is here. The problem is, and here's the challenge, if hope is here, where are you? If hope is here, where are you in relation to hope? See, if you've ever been to one of those theme parks and you look for that ride that you want to go to and you find it on the big map, or you go to a city that you've never been to and you look for the cathedral you're trying to look at and you find the cathedral on the map, it's no good finding the the ride you want to go on or the cathedral you want to visit if you don't know where you are. So you really need this sign that says you are here. Because when we know where we are, then we can know how to move forward. And guys, I want to ask you a question. Whoever you are, whether you're a Christian or not, whether you say that you believe in God or not, where are you in relation to hope right now. If hope is here, where are you? And you might say, oh, oh, well, I'm over there. I'm like, you know, and I'll come back at that in a moment and help you with that. But just for a moment, just have a think. If hope is here, where am I? Where am I right now? Listen, I want you to know, just just kind of lean in if you can. I wish I could get through the camera and get in your room and just really talk to you. Christmas is tough for me too. Christmas is tough for our family too. You know, my mom died at the start of lockdown and my father died 11 years ago. This is our first Christmas without mom and without dad and mom. That's tough. Our youngest son is, is a, has a very complex special needs in residential care. And we're like, will we see him? Won't we see him? It's tough. We have a new granddaughter. We don't think we'll see her over Christmas. It's tough. And I know that. 
But I want to ask you the question, where are you in relation to hope? Because hope is here. Christmas is not cancelled. It's disrupted, it's difficult, but it's not cancelled. And this is the thing. Life is the same, whether you're a Christian or not. It happens to us. But the difference is this. When you know God, even when life is tough, you know that hope is still here. You know that joy is still here. And that's why as you watch this song, as you listen to this song, as you watch the artist paint to take you back to that story 2000 years ago, which is not a myth, not a fairy tale, not a legend, but true. We know it's true because we've seen the reality. We've experienced the reality in our own lives. Then just like this song says, you also this Christmas, this COVID Christmas can sing a Christmas hallelujah. You know, that's such a powerful song. And you know, that guy, Henry Longfellow, I spoke about a few minutes ago, back in 1863, when he, in his own personal darkness and national darkness, tried to get to grips with hope. And he wasn't looking for hype, he was looking for hope. And as he wrote, you, you know, that, that, that song, that poem, Carol of the Bells, the very last verse, he found some hope. This is what it says. Then pealed the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth He sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail with peace on earth, goodwill to men. And I want you to know, right at the end of 2020, a year unlike any other we've ever experienced. And as we move into 2021, we don't know what that's gonna look like right now. I want you to know, God is not dead and He's not asleep. And maybe personally, you don't know that to be true. But I want you to know God knows you and God loves you and there is hope for you no matter what you're going through right now. But whether your life is brilliant or whether it's terrible, hope is here. The question is, where are you? So I wanna challenge you, maybe, maybe if you do know this hope, you're a follower of Jesus, you know this story is true then I want to encourage you, don't let the familiarity of it take away the awe and the wonder for you this Christmas. And don't let the situation that we're in, the temporary situation that we're in as a world and as a nation right now, don't let that take away the joy, the hope brings. Yes, Christmas is disrupted, but it's not cancelled. And maybe you did know this hope. Maybe you once upon a time knew this hope. Maybe you did follow Jesus. You believed in God. Maybe you were part of a church, but life got busy or you got distracted or someone hurt you or life took a turn for you. I don't know, but maybe you've left that hope behind. You can pick that hope up again. Jesus invites you. He stepped out of the photo frame so that you could have a relationship with Him. Or maybe, Maybe as you're watching, wherever and whenever you're watching, maybe you don't know this hope. You don't know this story. Maybe you're not sure whether God even exists. Hey, we would love to invite you to find out. The best way you can find out is ask some questions. You don't have to believe all that we believe. We didn't believe it all neither at one point in our lives, but we went on a journey. We went to find out, we asked some questions. And the best way you can do that is we have something that we run here. Many other churches run it all around the world. It's called the Alpha Course. Millions of people have gone through it. And we run it here on a Monday evening. It starts on January the 11th. It's eight o'clock Monday evening. It's just for an hour for six or seven weeks. Because of the COVID situation, we're running it virtually. So it's on Zoom. You don't even have to come into a church building or anything like that. And you literally can sign up for that 
and you can join a whole load of other people who will, you'll hear a bit about the Christian message and the Christian story and who Jesus is. And then you can ask whatever question you want to ask. And at the end of it all, if it's not for you, you've lost nothing. But if it is true, not only is it hope, but it's hope for you because hope is here. Now, two ways you can do that. You can go to our website, lifecentralchurch.org.uk and you can sign up for it there. The the link is going to come in the chat or you can also take out your phone as we've been encouraging you to do all the way through this production and you can text LCC Alpha and your name to 60777. So if it was me, I'd go LCC Alpha Leon Evans to 60777. LCC Alpha and your name to 60777. Do you know what? People have done that today. People have done that today. You can do that today. Hope is here for you. Guys, we really appreciate you connecting with us and we hope you've enjoyed your time with us. And you know, in a moment, we're going to finish with a final song and then Andy and Laura will come back and wrap up for us. And you know, some of these songs that you've heard in the production, we're going to put them out on social media over the next few days. We'd really encourage you to share them like crazy. In fact, this last song, we've already put it out on social and it blew up. But we want to use it again because it's such a great song. And it reminds us that even in the middle of a COVID Christmas, hope is here. Joy to the world. The Lord has come. This is joy to the world. Let's rejoice.